This is a podcast from Rover. Welcome back into Rex. Well, it's not just farms, uh, orchards and vineyards that have been impacted by Cyclone Gabriel. Uh, carpet maker Brentworth had its Napier facility hit by the flooding and it uh, remains offline. The company's also released its half-year financial results, which reveal profit is down on last year, but revenue in Australia is up by 8%. Uh, to shed some more light on this, we're joined now by Bramworth CEO, Greg Smith. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Good morning. I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having good, me. Good, good. Yeah, busy old time, eh? These are pretty tough days for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. And, and look, you know, um, there's a... Gosh, there's, it's, it's not as if there hasn't been enough um, disruption over the last couple of years. So this is, is really compounds that for everybody. And I think, you know, Bramworth, you know, feels very fortunate that, you know, we were um, not too hard from a people perspective. All of our teams, you know, been, you know, safe and sound. Um, some of their homes have been damaged and we're supporting those. But, um, you know, the Hawke's Bay in particular and, and the Coromandel in Auckland, my goodness, the last few weeks have been very unkind. Yeah, yeah. You, you thought that things couldn't get worse, you know, it's like with all the COVID years and things, and you, you think, yep, 2023 is going to be the year. Yeah. But um, you're... Speaking of the cyclone and the impact on your business, mm. the facility in Napier has been hit with by the flooding, and as Hamish said, I think it's still offline. When do you anticipate that you'll be able to get that back up and running? Yeah, well, it's a good question, Rebecca. It's um, and, and it's just far too early to tell. So at the moment, you know, we only got access to the site via roads. Um, we'd been accessing it um, via, um, you know, on foot, but we got access via roads on Tuesday. But there's a there's just a number of you know hurdles to overcome in relation to um, uh, the, the situation in, in Awatoto, and, and it's really quite a unique situation because you've got the wastewater treatment plant and you've got other other manufacturers with chemicals um, on that uh, road on Waitangi Road, mm. and so the um, the environmental piece and, and, and the, the biological and, and chemical spill pieces uh, have to be taken into account from a health and safety perspective. And, and then, you know, just getting, um, you know, equipment to the site, uh, you know, diggers, portaloos, there's no power, um, uh, gas, fresh water, um, is proving to be, you know, very difficult. You know, the, the road was controlled by the um, local council and police and, and army at times over the last few weeks. And so we've we've been desperate to begin a clean-up to then assess the damage to then determine the next steps. Um, and so, you know, getting it back online is, is certainly um, a good question and one I just can't answer um, at the moment. We um, will know more within the next, um, you know, the cleanup's likely to take four to six weeks. Wow. And I guess you cannot be too careful with safety uh, for the reasons that you've just outlined with chemical and things like that. And obviously, I, I don't know how many people you employ at that uh, facility, but... Uh, 136. Feel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, I feel like just in general in Hawke's Bay, the flow-on effect, I mean, you're just one business that's been impacted, but those 136 people that work there as well and potentially have been impacted personally as well and then and then their job as well it's just the whole thing just sort of um when you look at the wider implications um it's very serious isn't it um yeah yeah it is it is very serious and 
you know, obviously, like I said, the first hurdle was, you know, making sure our people were safe. The second hurdle was making sure we can get those yeah. people back in to, to assist with the clean-up and, and to support um, the professional teams that we also have contracted to be in there. Mm. And, uh, yeah, there is, there's, I mean, it's very difficult, right, because, you know, it's actually, you know, now it's actually a bit warmer down there. They're having to wear full PPE gear, goggles, masks, um, you know, hivers and everything, and it's 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 hot. Pretty horrible work, to be honest. Um, yeah. Getting out the stuff. I mean, we've had to try and, you know, even just getting one of the doors open that was damaged to be able to get in. And like everything's just a little bit hard at the moment. So it's mm. it's mm. it's that first um, stage which is the most complex and difficult. And you know, I have my team, our team, and, and everyone who's been supporting that, including the local council, are doing their best. Um, but it is. It is really frustrating for everybody and all concerned, and it is, um, yeah, it's it's pretty sad actually. Um, yeah, it's, it's very disappointing. Mm. Okay, Greg, let's uh, just have a look at uh, the results to the end of December. A bit of a mixed bag, but good Aussie result. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, we're growing in Australia, and and you know, Australia is a very very key market just simply because of the size of the market and. and so all of your listeners know we've we've actually always been pretty big in Australia. Um, the Brimworth brand is incredibly well regarded, and um, you know we've, we've started to really put a big emphasis on that. So we expect, you know, all, all things considered, um, just with some of the disruptions we're facing, we do expect to continue to see growth. And and in the sort of next few years, it will be a, a far faster growth than what we've currently seen. But um, considering we got out of um, some of the work that we were doing over there, which was quite low margin commercial jobs that were really big multi-residential um, apartment buildings, which which um, you know really didn't make us a lot of money, and we're and we're focused on that you know the consumer and and the that res- residential market, which is high value. Um, mm. You know we, we've been able to grow our margins and grow our sales, which is really you know exciting, and it's a good testament to the brand. And it just demonstrates that you know actually Aussies love wool as much as the Kiwis do, by mm. for sure. So it's it's really good science. Um, yep. And you know our our data suggests that the market in New Zealand and Australia is growing in wool, um, and that you know everyone's growing along with it. So the wool tides. You know, definitely um, improving, which is which is great. Yeah, look, and look, you know, we are we are the greatest fans of wool in the in the history of mankind <laughs> here on, here on Rex. Yeah, and, yeah we're um, only convincing. I think I've, I, I, <laughs> I might have offended a former very well known uh, front man of Fair Go a few times when I when I discuss carpets oh, and things, but, but uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, and I, but I do use the analogy to people who, who whenever somebody says to me about, oh, I'm not so sure about woolen carpets, and I go, well, okay, so 150 square metres, you're p- happy to put down 22,000 plastic bags, I think it is uh, equivalent in your, you know, if that's a hun- per 150 square metres, and they very quickly will buy wool carpet. So, yeah, um, long may um, that sort of be a yeah. trend that continues. Yeah, look, and, and and there's a lot of myths about wool carpet, but let's face it, what were we using before synthetics? Yeah. And we were all very happy with it, you know, yeah. and very very happy with it. And and it was and it is it is a brilliant fibre. Um, it is a very sustainable, renewable fibre. It's biodegradable. Um, you know, as you say, we don't need to convince you guys um, or your listeners. But at the end of the day, um, 
you know, people have just been trying to find cheap, cheap products. Now, again, what's sustainable is what lasts and will last. And yeah. cheap carpet doesn't. And so, if you want to look after the environment, don't buy cheap carpet. It's made of plastic, and it'll yeah. it'll, it'll need replacing faster. And so, you know, wool's the more sustainable option from from that perspective. And then when you when you do get rid of it, you can do stuff with wool carpet. You can recycle it. You can upcycle it into different um, you know, pieces for insulation or or um, underlay or or um, acoustic wall battens. Uh, so, you know, there's just, there's just so many more uses for it than just yeah. going to the dump and, and living for another 200 years um, with all the chemicals that leach out with it. The value proposition, as you're talking about, is that although it may cost you more up front to get wool, because it will last longer, you know, if you work it out, um, it's that whole buy um, uh, quality. Buy quality, over, exactly. Yeah, over quantity. So actually, you know, wool could be, could be quite affordable in the long run. Well, well, it is, if you look at it from that perspective, without a doubt. Yeah, Greg, it reminds me of a story that Bex has just raised about a beautiful shirt that I bought in on, and this sounds a bit, uh, rhymes with banky, but I was in, we were on an all-black tour, myself, and Frank Bunce and I deviated to uh, Saint-Tropez, and he managed to talk me into buying, and this is in 2000, in the year 2000, what are we, 23 years later, this shirt for $500. That shirt comes out of my wardrobe, and it is still worth five hundred dollars. Hey, the old quality, uh, you know, it's just, just never mm-hmm. drew a word spoken, you know. Like, and and uh, he he yeah. walked out of the shop and laughed at me and said, <laughs> "What did you pay that for?" Having talked me into yeah. it, anyway, but yeah, but you're right, you know? brilliant. Yeah, but it's yeah. like yeah, like and, well, yeah. it's just well, it's just it's and it is and and, it, and the product continues to be uh, developed, improved, everything, doesn't it? Any, you know, there's not many. Put it this way, I um, yeah. not many weaknesses around it anymore, are there? And we, as you say, we always uh, had wool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. And and look, um, you know, as, as as we look ahead to the future, you know, the other thing that Brimworth's you know trying to do at the moment is get in place ten year contracts with farmers because you know we understand that the growers, you know, the guys who and and, and the ladies in, in the land who are looking after our our sheep are under enormous pressure. Um, at the moment, and and you know more than ever we need to support wool. Um, more than ever we need to support New Zealand brands um, that that are using wool. And you know Brimworth is going to introduce a long term contract for wool, for wool growers so that they can take it to the bank, um, which is what Icebreaker did a few years back. And um, you know that's that's been great for the merino industry, and that's what we're wanting to do for the strong wool industry. And, and there's lots of great work being done. I'm working with some awesome farmers who are working on low methane. We're not trying. There's no one trying to get away from the fact that you know farms emit, yeah. but they also sequest carbon, and and they're all doing a bloody good job, and they're working really hard, and they deserve a break. And you know the, the things that I read sometimes in articles I just can't believe you know the hard time that our climate are getting and it's, it's to be honest it's a disgrace and our government needs to get behind us because on you know on one hand we've got you know governments um, you know trying to do things for the environment but then you know supporting synthetic carpet and and not mandating wool carpet in government buildings for example you know yeah, that type yeah. of thing needs to change real fast just absolute no-brainer. Absolutely, exactly. There we go. That is Greg Smith, Brentworth CEO there. All the best with everything that's happening in Napier there to Greg and the team there. And people, you can't buy anything other than carpet wool. Uh, if, yeah, no, I'm not even going to go there. This is Rex, a rural exchange, the Saturday edition.